Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy, joined with my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, boys. How you guys doing? Doing good. It's not snowing this time. Yeah, we're doing it on a nice Saturday morning. With rain. A little crisp. Freezing rain on its way, but not snow. Yeah, I'm doing okay. I have to get an MRI on my back. So Ooh. So I got I had a old football injury kinda From head tackling in did me in, you know. And back in our day we could play like Chuck Cecil and Ronnie Lott, so yeah, I have some back issues. But I I was kinda asking my coworkers about sports injuries and there were two, two, two ladies in my office. Now, mind you, ACLs? I'm pretty tough. I'm pretty tough. So one of them, she, they're both basketball injuries. She was running around playing whatever, and she dislocated her kneecap, and it went oh, no. to her quad. She popped it back in and st- started playing again. Well, that's well. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Say about that even. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know how to react. I said I would be crying. So number one, that was the first one. Second one, she got the rebound. Girl came down, elbow right to the nose, broke her nose, bleeding all over. Her dad comes down from the stands, pops her nose back in, gets the blood off of her. She goes back in the game. That's pretty impressive. That is They're, impressive. She had to come out because of some blood. They're like on her jersey, of course, because that's they're like rivaling the toughest NHL players. I'm I'm convinced games. women are tougher than men now. Either of those, <laughs> I would be crying. Injuries would have made me retire. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I've had my so, injuries in the past, I'm, but those I mean, are extreme. Dislocating your knee, I know that's crazy. I think, I think the closest one that I have to that was I think you remember this one, like sophomore year, so JV football. I joined the team late because I had to get my. Was it physical or something like that? So you guys had already practiced for a couple of days, and I and were in pads because that was before yes. you had to have a certain yeah. amount of days in pads. So I came, yep. and I wasn't in pads because you, with WIA rules, you had to have a certain amount of practices in pads or without pads before you could actually uh, put them on. Um, and the brilliance of our coaching staff thought it would be a good idea. And, and in hindsight, I, I get it. But they wanted me to walk through, started walking through the offense as they, as they were practicing plays. So I lined up at tight end, and the play wasn't supposed to go to my side. And then I was just doing a blocking assignment, so I push out, and, and that all went swimmingly. Blocking the, me, blocking me, I believe. I might, I, Pretty honestly, sure. I, I, I'll take your I, – I, the rest of it was kind of a blur, but all <laughs> I remember – and I thought it was Scott Limbach. Yeah. Was, took a, he was the running back at the time, took the play. It was supposed to go to the left side. He cuts it back in practice. So now he goes to my side. So now I'm exposed with no, with no pads on. And he gets tackled. Into the side of right side of my knee, and all I remember is like I had I was in the blocking stance, head up. If it was you, I was on you, block, man on man. And all of a sudden, I look down. He gets tackled in, and I see my knee pop, and I had a bruise on the left side of my other knee. So my knee popped at an angle, if you can picture it, and I got it hit so hard that I got a bruise on my left leg from my <laughs> knee popping in across the other way. Wow! Ouch. And to add insult to injury, like, it hurt. It was one of those things, like, you get instantly lightheaded. Like, I remember just seeing stars or whatever else. It was just, like, just pain. And the coach, so I get up, and I'm, like, I take one step and just go back down. And I remember, I can't remember who the coach was at the time, 
but he's like, are you all right? I'm like, I don't think so. And then somebody else came over and was like, walk that off. So they, <laughs> didn't, so they didn't give me a cart or anything. So we had a couple guys, Dusty, his name, he was a really tall, tall guy like me. Um, and then, was it Badkey? Yeah. So Badkey, who's Badkey a, was shorter he, than me. I he's, think. A, he's a big guy, but shorter. I'm 5'8". They Dusty had me like on both. Two. Did the did the carry off with both sides? So it was like really lopsided because <laughs> one guy's as tall as me and one's I guess about a foot shorter. Oh, it was so bad. I I was lucky I didn't actually tear anything. So and you were supposed to walk that off. <laughs> so, <laughs> walk off. so that and another one I had was also I think my sophomore year for basketball when I when I made it back from the the, the knee injury. I remember playing St. Cats and it was Gersh. He was like six ten. I remember going up for a rebound similar to the to the your coworker. Yeah. He came down. I didn't get it to the nose. I got it to the top of the head. And I went down. If I've ever gotten a concussion, it was that day. <laughs> that day and I remember getting You don't I, remember though. As, right? as a catcher, oh. I got hit in the back of the head too as a, with a baseball bat. So Ooh. that was another one. Those ones but are this brutal. but this one particularly, you go off to the side and you had the trainer come running over and Odell came running. Mm-hmm. Um He's a tough off to the man. side. On the side and he was like sitting with me and the trainer was asking questions. Like, what year is it? And Odell would go, what are you talking about? He knows it's 2000. So I know. So I knew what answer it was. Yeah. So I just kept, an- I kept looking at him, like, answering and whatever. Yeah. So I came back in the second half. Oh. Shortly after concussions yeah. became more of a thing. Yeah, got to love the coaches. I know, never remember. I don't think I ever received a concussion. I don't remember, so. So I don't, I don't know if it was actual concussion, but it was, it was, oh, that hurt so bad. I had a nice little lump on the top of my head. <laughs> Looked like a cone head. That's my life this week. Mike, do you got any <laughs> significant injuries in your life? Uh, not too bad. Uh, actually, playing. Oh, I, I did. Oh, yeah. Pete's holding <laughs> up his hand. I did uh, dislocate a my pinky playing basketball really bad and broke it, and it never healed quite right. So it does stick out uh, on an angle when I hold my hand. That's out, pretty awesome. And it just never can go back right. But it doesn't hurt. It just no. it sticks out a little it's, sideways. It's just like Larry McCarron. <laughs> it's funny. Not I, like that extreme. It's but. funny. I'm so used to that to it. I even forgot it happened. <laughs> he had to hold so up, hold hold up his hand. <laughs> so one more thing before we get started, I also want to give a sh- quick shout out to to Pete. He was absolutely correct that Champ Bailey, Deion Sanders, and Daryl Green all played on the 2000 Redskins together. Wow, good pull, Pete. Thank you. Good pull. My brain works 10% of the time. So we got, a lot of, we got a lot of stuff for you going today. Yeah, what happens when our brains don't work? We have corrections. <laughs> so, are we ready for the corrections, fellas? I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'm actually scared of this segment every week. Yeah? I don't, I don't know. I found myself like, are we, am I sure it was this year? <laughs> You're going to catch yourself now. Well, I have a lot on here. I think it was my week to be to be wrong for everything. Well, first off, I have to give a shout out to, to our the friend of the podcast who, who won his bet for NASCAR. His name's Steve. He kind of yelled at me for not saying his name. Then he yelled at me, texted me, and said, I know I noticed that you didn't say my name. So Steve, congratulations on your on Yeah, your I guess we but, don't we don't know if people always want to be mentioned by name. Right. But, all and right. I kinda want to get permission. Yeah. So friend of the podcast, Steve. Good job so on Friend the of the podcast, Steve. Futures This is your correction because you did not give us permission to use your name. So now that you did give us permission, we are giving you a shout out. Nice job, Steve. <laughs> uh I refer to Jonathan Shoop, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's scope. But we don't have to worry about that anymore because like he was not tendered. Were you thinking salt and pepper shoes next year? So, you yeah, think shoot they dupe. <laughs> salt uh, and pepper's here. So I'm I'm on a roll here. I might as well keep it going. I I again referred to Corey Ray as Corey Hart. <laughs> I said I would never do that again, and I did it again. That's and your goal. You guys hey. didn't notice, so Corey. maybe you did, but you didn't. <laughs> hey, I don't want to correct anybody. <laughs> My correction of your correction might be wrong. That's funny. That's like your go-to thing then now to mess up. If you're going to mess up something, right. it's talking about Corey Ray. I just know when I you're say just, heart, I mean Ray. It's, your, it's, probably, it's probably your, just your favorite time of, of your Brewers fandom. Maybe. That, that sweet spot yeah, of Corey Hart. That was a great, great <laughs> couple of years there. All right. I, again, for me, <laughs> I'm on a roll here. I might, as well keep, I might as well say all mine before I mention you guys. <laughs> I, I said 29, Canton linebackers. Obviously, there were 30. We kind of corrected us during that, but I don't know how. I, I was just befuddled on how I missed that. must have looked at some articles and missed. Because you missed Seau? Is that, yeah, that's, I believe it was Seau. Who was the, last year, right? Which is, so wasn't Ray Lewis last year? Ray Lewis was last year. Seau was like 2015. Oh, so that's okay. the weird thing is like I think I missed Seau. I mentioned Ray Lewis, so I don't know. I, I'm sorry. Anyway, next one. Uh, I said we play Washington. I meant the Warriors next Friday. The we Washington, don't play Washington Warriors. We play the Washington <laughs> Warriors. Okay. Andy, you mentioned the Bucks giving up 107 to the Hornets. It was 110. This is where hey, it gets hey, very. Hey, hey, hey. this looks like a real thing. This is where it gets we very lost? nitpicky. Yeah. Okay, all right, we won't. But we'll. yeah, but it's technically a mistake. So right, the correction department's going to find you. Half the podcast is a mistake. That's yeah, true. That's true. So that's now I'll, I guess it. I'll move to Mike. So Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, your correction, Mike. Your correction is no corrections. Yeah. You have All not right. enough corrections. You are Mr. Perfect right now. No. Everybody know who remembers Mr. Perfect from the WWF era, now WWE. He used to he used to throw up, spit out his gum and hit it every time. They called him Mr. Perfect. He, he never ne- missed he his never gum. Missed. Never missed. So uh, I couldn't even get you on the pip- the Mets pitchers. Syndergaard, he's 26. You, you kind of said 25. Well, he's 26. And even DeGrom, he said, 29, oh, he's, he's 30. So I couldn't believe that. And Gary Russell's touchdown, when I looked at it, he only had two carries for negative three yards and a touchdown against the, the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. The so. reason I remember that is it's it's a famous gambling story from Cousin Sal. Right, yeah. So, But I'm, I was just amazed by how... how and don't how put, don't put this Mr. Perfect pressure on me. I've had corrections. I'm going to make plenty of mistakes. You had the ultimate correction of Machado, so yeah. you you got a couple weeks to make up. I, I'm good for that almost every week. I, I got uh, Brogdon and Bledsoe confused yeah. a week ago. Don't worry. Stearns took care of that problem for you. You don't have to mention Scope ever again. Right, yeah. Just send him, banish him to somewhere <laughs> else. There we go. So let's move on to mail. We have a couple questions to take care of. Mailbag. The new one is from Andrea in Union Grove. She says, watching the Bucks, I'm amazed by Giannis. We all are. He's got to be best in the league. Where do you rank him in the league? Top five? Who else is better than him? So first of all, I think I have to go with Shaq's assessment on this. Shaq was willing to give up his nickname. While I, I kind of... Agree with Lazary. Lazary made a comment that he doesn't need to have a retread nickname; that he's the Greek freak. So that's pretty cool. But I think true. I think it's the ultimate compliment that Shaquille O'Neal thinks that you are so dominant that he's willing to pass on the torch of his Superman nickname to you. 
So I was looking at the Vegas odds for MVP, and Giannis is clearly the front runner right now. He is plus 260, meaning that he's they're basically saying he's like 2.6 to 1, or if you bet $100 on him, you'd win $260. And the next closest is Anthony Davis at plus 500, LeBron's plus 550. That's kind of the top tier, but Giannis is number one, so... Yeah, I think the consensus is LeBron, Durant, the Anthony Davis, Westbrook. Yeah, some of there's but, kind of a next tier down after that of like Curry, Leonard, Embiid, Harden, and Durant. Yeah, but Giannis top five, I think. I think easily top five. I think so too. He might be top two right now. So <laughs> yeah, he's probably so the yeah, top so player for, this so year. So first but. quarter of the season, who's your who's your first team? Mm, I think your first a, pick would have to be Giannis if you're going to make a first team All NBA team, and you could pick. Would your first pick be? You probably would, yeah. Giannis. I don't know if there's another player I'd rather have over him right now. No, I don't. The way he's he's distributing the ball too this year, he's he's upped his he's upped his assists and rebounds this year, which is pretty impressive. Like I can't believe he can up a stat. In a yeah, double basis. rebounds and he's at least so, one or and, two blocks a and game. That's saying something because the forward position is definitely heavier than the guard position so far. If you just look at, I guess Anthony Davis and Embiid. You're right. Count as centers, or Davis does technically, but you still got LeBron, you got Durant, Kawhi Leonard. Right. There's Ka- like, a lot of good good forwards. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kawhi's problem is that he's injured and he hasn't played a lot, so it, it's hard to kind of pick him in that, in yeah, that regard at this point. They're doing the uh, smart thing, which is working because they're still winning games. Right. Is they're resting Kawhi on a regular basis, and they still have the best record in the East, so... Yeah, I think Giannis is easily top five. He's raising the level of his teammates too. Obviously, this year they they think they ranked 14th in assists, team assists last year. They're up to second now. Overall rebounding, they're number one. So I think the those main those are pretty big stats in my eyes. Yeah. Getting rebounds and and assists are huge because that means you're passing the ball around, you're moving that ball around. So those are things that he has helped with with his passing even down low and. Getting, finding the open guy to let it fly. So I, I really do think he's a t- easily a top five. Yeah, now. top. I think we all would agree top five. And right now the favorite for MVP. Yeah. Our other question came from John and Manasha. Last podcast. Tease it a little bit. He wanted us to play the bad wed behead game with the three professional sports teams in Wisconsin. I think it's kind of mean that he makes us want to try to kill one of our beloved teams. I know. You had referenced it's almost like trying to pick your favorite child. And Mm -hmm. you and Pete both have multiple kids, so you can relate to how unfair that is. I only have one kid. And you don't want the other Sweet little. You don't want the other ones to know. Yeah. (laughs) My only kid is sweet little Luna Cat. So I don't know what it's like (laughs) to have to pick (laughs) favorites. Not yet. You're gonna add to your cat collection. Soon. I, I don't know. It's it, Luna would be jealous, so I she never would do that. But John said, ultimately, if he was for if he ranked them by cha- who he wants to win a championship, obviously that's different. But that's not allowed. You have to go by how you feel, your heart. And he said he would wed the Packers, bed the Bucks, and behead the Brewers if he was forced. Interesting. To pick. Yeah. Oh, that's so tough. I had done some unofficial polling as well as seeing what people said online mm-hmm. and very s- slightly the Packers were the favorite in terms of wed but I was shocked at how all over the place this was right I think if you had done this poll most years in Wisconsin sports history it would be clearly 
Packers. Yeah, it's a pretty good year to do it with with Yelich as MVP and Giannis going for MVP. Yeah, they have an XV- MVP. I mean, Wisconsin sports are pretty solid. Now, yeah, but people yeah, are with most the Packers down being the Packers, down the last right. couple of years. So yeah, so I'll tell you, you guys want to go bed first, then wed, and then behead. Just sure. to kind of right. switch it up. Yeah, we'll go so with we'll our, go two our, one two our one mi- three. Our middle choice to tease then who dies and who want to give want to give the middle child some love. Yeah. All right. I think Andy should start. I think it's his turn. Oh man. All right. So who do I want to take to bed? Who do you want to adult hug? <laughs> adult hug. There you go. <laughs> oh, jeez. The Mark. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to pick a college team. That's terrible. The Wave. I think this is a really tough one because. Whitewater? No. I think this is a really <laughs> tough one just because the sports mean a lot. Like basketball, I'm a big fan of it. Baseball, I love, I've loved to play since a kid. So those teams all, all mean a lot. I'll take to bed the Milwaukee Bucks. Any any short reasoning for it? I kind of like the way the season's kind of mapped out, and they're fun to watch. I don't know. I think I think I, maybe it's just a rel- like relevancy bias. There's the recency oh, yeah. bias where like, hey, I can I'm watching them currently. I've, I've shared a lot of like moments um, with the with my son and going to games and things like that, and and he's really into that sport right now. So I think it's kind of uh, definitely. I do have to say this is. I would say this is the most exciting Buck season of our lives. Definitely, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't. Like, I guess it's probably the most exciting since like like Big Dog Ray. Yeah, like those e- years. Even this just feels different than those years. Yeah, the the two thousand two thousand one Bucks. Even that was when the Lakers were Sandy so Cassell. good. I guess the, they the, beat them twice that year, though. I guess the uh, we're in the same thing. The Warriors have dominated, but yeah. now the Warriors feel vulnerable. So, like. Yeah, but even my childhood, I was a big Jordan fan. Like that, I think that trumped even a, a Bucks team. I remember going to watch Jordan play. Yeah, which I, I feel bad for any generation, generational person who hasn't got to see him play in person yeah. because it's kind of similar, like like what I mentioned about Giannis. If you can get a chance to see Giannis, you have to see him in person. It just doesn't do him justice. What you see on TV in the highlights, it's just completely different in person. And Jordan was very much similar, if not more so, than even Giannis. Like you just. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. When we were in middle school, Jordan was everything. Everyone watched Bulls games. I have every jersey. I think a shout out to to our buddy Chris. Can agree. Like I had every one of them. White, yeah. white, black, pinstripe, red. 45. 45. Every <laughs> all color. Them. All of them. I, so, I even have the all-star jerseys. Yeah. I have the Brewers as my bed. So my okay. reasoning is the Brewers get bed because uh, their recent small market success, I would say. With Stearns, and it's tough to, to sustain that success. They've I've loved kid, kid as a kid. I've loved baseball. Played baseball. It's easy easy game to pick up for a kid. I feel you can go and to the field. So it was one of those games that I just I loved when I was a kid. Yeah, I think it's the most fun sport to be a part of because practice is even fun. Like, right, like yeah. football practice. Football practices—you <laughs> get yelled at all the time. But, but like baseball oh, practices, yeah. like we're gonna pitch you batting practice. You're gonna go play some long we're toss. Like, like, oh, some balls. great! Yeah. we're gonna have to awesome. hit in the cage. Oh no, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I, I I think they would probably have my wed vote eleven years ago when before I got married. To when I got married, my wife and I used to go to so many Brewer games. That's true. So back when the Prince Fielder Corey Hart era, yeah, um, <laughs> I have to feel like they had my wed vote there. So that's where it kind of. This whole topic is tough because 
throughout my life, my wed vote is probably different. So right. but that's my that, bad. That's fair. So when I looked at this, I tried to come up with a couple like criteria to rank them because I was having a lot of trouble with this. So I started looking at how often I've been to games, how often I follow games on TV or the radio, money spent on merchandise. Oh, that's a good, that's a good call. And then also how much socializing is involved with it because we do get together all the time for like Packer games. Right. Go, we've gone to a bunch of sporting events. So my bed is also the Brewers. Because like you, I w- my first love was really baseball. I started going to Brewers games when I was a little kid. My dad used yeah. to take me on school nights, and my mom would get upset all the time. <laughs> it's a much easier <laughs> game to attend, too. They were yeah. a lot so cheaper. So many more opportunities. Cheaper, yeah. too. Yeah. And that's the only sport I played organized was baseball, like I said, because I just thought baseball was so much fun. Coincided with summer, too, so yeah. it was just a lot easier to play. And I play, even when I wasn't playing league baseball, we kind of had, like, sandlot baseball, the park across the street from my house. So Water I, Tower Park. Yeah, yeah, I really did. S- still sorry to the neighbors that I broke the window. <laughs> yeah. A- Andy, Andy and his crush on power hitter, he could hit it all the way to the house. But, yeah, the Brewers, like, even when they were bad, I was going to games all the time as a kid. Oh, I yeah. Just, I, I was obsessed with baseball, and... uh my dad even took me to see Robin Young get his 3,000th hit, and that really had me hooked. So, But I'll explain why they aren't number one in a second, because they there are my go. number two. So let's, I, let's go number one now. We're going to go right to number one? We're going to go well, right to I, number one. Name your, right? name, I think we should be head last. Okay. Name, yeah, name who's your number one, then you can explain why. Okay. Try to defend why the team got last, because you're going to feel right, bad. Right, we'll do that. <laughs> so wait till after to defend your last team, so even though they have a down down year, I have to go Packers for, for the wed. Similar criteria, like, I think you summed up pretty well, like some of the reasons you kind of think about a little bit, but a lot of memories tied to the Packers. Uh, I've been to, I was fortunate enough to have a opportunity to go to quite a few Packer games. Uh, a good buddy, Josh, had tickets, especially when we were in college, got to go a lot. So I have a lot of memories based on that. We go to family night every year, so the kids mm-hmm. really have that. So it lives on with them. My son's playing Madden right now. <laughs> um, so football is a big part of it. Fandom for the Packers is a big part of it. It's it's like a cult. I, I think you, it's hard to find a person in Wisconsin that doesn't have yeah a love affair with them. Um, we have a group. I mean, we're here because we're we're super fans right. of the Packers. So Very I think true. that's kind of have a big group together. So I think that all together, even though they have a down year and it's tough to watch sometimes, I, I think they're the one. Still plus, holds plus, your Plus, they're the only they're the first team in my lifetime that I got to see a championship bring back to the state. So that was a big kind of solidifying moment, to, right? You know, for me, I wasn't obviously weren't around to see the the Bucks win a championship, and even like the Brewers go to the World Series. Like I wasn't wasn't around for any of that. So the first yeah, experience I have taste of of glory was the Brett Favre led, yeah, Ted Packers. My wed is drum roll, please. <laughs> uh, it's the Bucks. Oh, so I my feelings kind of fluctuate <laughs> for a lot, as you guys probably know during Packer games, watching everything together and just talking in general to me. Like I my my feelings are very up and down about everything, so about fantasy and so on and so forth. So my I picked Wed for the Bucks because I feel like with Giannis, they have a player that you can easily get behind. He's not. He's not hated in in the NBA. He's loved all around. I mean, he's been with the team, and he seems like he'll be with the team for a very long time. I hope, 
Let's he he, yeah. se- he really does seem attached to Milwaukee and like a Wisconsin guy, and he loves that they they gave him the opportunity. Granted, things well, change in the NBA quick. Well, he's, he was homeless. Yeah, living and then lived in Greece. Very true. But so this seems probably like paradise. Yeah. So so Giannis is number one. So number two would be what they did recently with Coach Bud. I feel like he is the coach for this team. I think he could be around like Coach Pop has. He he learned under Coach Pop. He has the same kind of almost demeanor and calmness that Coach Pop has. He seems very passionate, and I just love him as a coach. He's probably the best coach I've seen. I mean, George Carl still had his issues, I feel. So I, I really love Coach Bud. Yeah, as far as coaches go, he's 49, so I mean, that's not that old. You'd hope he's the Bucks so coach for a decade. So how long plus. did they sign him for? Let me know. What's up their head? Not top of my head, I don't got. You keep it. talking. I'll look it up. Yeah. So yeah, I I, th- I really, lastly, I think they're set up for years of success in the near future. Even though mm-hmm. they might have some cap issues here and there, you still have the main player, Giannis. You could build yeah. around him with Connaughton and cheaper players like Ilyasova and Lopez this year. It's kind of interesting because I, like you said, back in our day as kids, I really loved the Judd Bushler era. You know. He was such a great three-point shooter. I like the Todd Dave and Baker. <laughs> no, I meant Jordan, of course, not Judd Bushler. But, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, That's not even. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like the big three brought me back to the Bucks. Uh, it was so easy to love the Bulls back then. The Bucks were so bad. Um, so. It's that's how my feelings kind of change. So I, that's who I would wed. I would wed the Bucks because of just their recent success, and they seem set up for the future. And man, I love that stadium, and it's, they got a lot of excitement going around, and they get me excited every game. The now NBA is scoring, scoring, scoring. So it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it's interesting. I like. I mean, I echo the same thing. You almost have a love affair with the with the new ownership, like the Lazarus Group and things like that. The things that they've done um, in basketball operations to bring in who they did. Even bringing in kid, I mean, we can all talk about from a X's and O's basketball coach. He clearly wasn't yeah. the best, but I mean, he, he did do what he needed to do, and he brought the name like that's okay to come to Milwaukee to play. Yeah, yeah. And this team was almost on the way out of the NBA, right. to be honest. So they yeah, the, they really changed the, the outlook of the Bucks. Yeah, like really turned it around. It's now an appealing place to come. John Hammond did a good job as a GM bringing Giannis and some of the other players that you kind of talked about. That's right. The rumors kept coming up. Uh, Seattle got a team again. It could be the Bucks moving there a few years back. And look at us now: new arena, new ownership group. Everything's good. And but, Giannis. And Giannis. So my wed is the Packers. All right. Going with those same criteria and some of the points that Andy made there, with how often we get together and watch Packer games, and how much of like our interaction really started with getting together and being crazy Packers fans. Also, I think the biggest thing football has going for it is 16 games. These other sports have such long seasons that... Yeah, it's tough to keep keep track. Yeah, you can, you can miss, like, a whole series of Brewers games and not feel like you missed too much. Right. But, like, every Packers game feels like an event, and we really Maybe do... football in general. Yeah, and that's why I think football just has an advantage with these shorter seasons where it's easier to plan around the Packers. Like, that's a big deal. We might get together in the summer and, like, grill out and have the Brewers on in the background. But in terms of... The finite like, amount of games. Yeah, and also the success they've had is a big thing. Like I said, I was obsessed with baseball. I really didn't follow football at all for the till I was like 10 and it was because of Brett Favre 
if Brett Favre hadn't come along, I don't know how much I would have even gotten into the Packers. Very true. It kind of swung me from being, and then baseball went on strike, it swung me from being obsessed with baseball to then getting into football. Well, I remember the years going over even to like your house, Pete, and your love affair with like Reggie White and yeah. kind of being I, I, obsessed with that guy. And I got it carved into my into my head. I got four and 92 and a Packer G into right. my head. You had a yeah. great dog named yep. after Reggie yeah. White. My dog was named Reggie, so... Yeah, I think there's there's certainly like the the love affair everyone has with the Packers. It hit me too. Right. Even though they're having a bad year, they have to be my number one because it's been over two decades of good times. Right. Super Bowl as a child, you know, middle school age, and then another one in our twenties was pretty fun. So Packers, they claim number one spot. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about how much money was spent on merchandise. And, yes, and that, going did, out or that did play in. I've bought more Packers stuff than other teams by far. So since you guys both had it as wed, I might as well explain why it's behead for me. Yeah, explain why you hate the Packers. So in general, like, because it wasn't necessarily the top three. So in general, football as a whole, I'm beheading. Because the way the Badgers are set up, <laughs> with uh, you, you're never going to make the Final Four pretty much because you're not an SEC team and Alabama's just God. So I feel like they're set up for failure every year. They're they're going to Red Bull, Red Bull, Red, Red Box, Bull. Pinstripe, or Tax Slayer Bowl this year, which is frustrating. Tax Slayer! I just feel like they're, they're maybe on the downswing and it could be ugly for a couple of years, but we never know. It could change, but still, I don't. I just don't feel like they'll ever get past Ohio State and stuff. Uh, Packers, if you asked me last year, I probably would have had Packers as wed still. And the the way the Bucks have changed everything, I, I feel like they've just got my heart right now. Um, you can probably take away my super fan card, I guess, <laughs> because of this. But in general, I feel like the organization is just a mess with Rodgers and Mac and all the stories which we will bring up in in this episode it just it just doesn't feel good right now they had my love in the early 90s of course with reggie and Favre, and that's kind of my first love i would think i we did go to brewer games before that but uh the, but football as a whole just with all the rules and just i i'm just very turned off by by how commercialized it is lately and i just really really don't love it as much as i used to as yeah. a kid, I wish I didn't hear about numbers. I wish I didn't hear about players beating women. And it's just as a kid, you didn't have that. And I don't feel like you hear that as much in the NBA. I mean, there are some stories, yes, but I feel like the NFL has this this microscope on it, and it's just you hear every yeah. single little thing because of fantasy there's that, football. And there's, too. and there's just a, a, a substantially more amount of players, like 53-man rosters per practice squad times the 32 teams. Right. Yeah. yeah, so... Football in general, maybe until the XFL comes, maybe maybe they'll bring me back. <laughs> but uh, right now, yeah, you hate me. My heart goes to the Bucks. My I'm beheading. So the football. So, in so for your Bucks, <laughs> Boonholzer signed a four year deal. Thank you. Okay, Andy, defend your beheading. So I feel like Explain so it. it's gonna be Brewers, and and it's not because of any lack of love affair for the Brewers. In fact, it's probably like I would take the Brewers to bed. And then I'd have to kill it if I had to play the rules. So it's like the one, it's like the 2A, 2B. Same reason as you guys. Uh, it's probably my first love as far as sports is concerned. Um, I just remember days uh, during summer vacation. Um, I actually was a big Cubs fan for a while when the Brewers were still in the AL. 
because no, you, you could, admitted it, so I'll admit it. I have a picture of myself with Cubs stuff on. Yeah, so I, I and uh, nothing wrong with it in my opinion. Cause, but I, it's because you'd be home all day, and mm-hmm. there would always be a Cubs game because they play all the afternoon games. So you just see so yeah. much baseball all the time. We were little kids back then, yeah. And, you, and you'd watch a lot of Brewer games. I remember going to a lot of Brewer games, like like you said, because there's just so many opportunities to go. I like this team. I like what they've done. It's interesting to kind of watch the ebbs and flows. Same thing with the ownership changes. Um, I think getting rid of the Sea League family. I, unfortunately or fortunately has been a good move for us part of it also is as much as i love the brewers and they always seem to find a way to stay competitive and make the transitions i kind of agree with i think it was you pete that you mentioned it's just hard for them to compete yeah it's good like when you can like when you mentioned i think last podcast mike when you have a, a red sox team that can pay 20 million a year to somebody not to play for them right and they can spend 260 million on a on a payroll. It's just like it, it feels a little bit lopsided. The deck Not, is stacked against small right. market and, teams, but but they they make it exciting for us. And like this past year was incredible. Um, but I try not to skew one season for the, for this segment. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm still a Bucks fan. But as far as you, if you rank all the other ones and you put all the things in aggregate, I th- I think they'd have to slightly fall to three, and it's not unfortunate it's sad it's like same thing with the kids it's like i don't know what to do with the number three it's tough that's why it's tough john from manasha is evil for making us (laughs) make these choices what about you mike there's and let me just say there's nothing wrong with when you're a kid cheering for other teams i may have been kirby puckett for halloween in like 1992 so it happens it works it works i wore jordan i think for a couple years in there too so my behead is the bucks and i had to look at this as long term just the NBA's always been like my third favorite sport of the of the three leagues. Basketball's just been my third favorite. I've always preferred I, ba- I was obsessed with baseball and then I got obsessed with football. I never really had that same obsession with basketball, not even during the Jordan years. I would certainly watch like all the finals games when Jordan was playing, but basketball just never quite grabbed me the same way. And then also to, you know, it doesn't help the Bucks being bad for so long. For whatever it was, I loved baseball. Even when the Brewers were bad, I'd go to tons of baseball games, but I didn't really go to Bucks games very often. Plus, I think the way the like the NFL salary cap structure is, there's so much more parity. Yeah, and then teams that are in the Midwest have a chance. Where I feel like baseball, it's such a baseball and basketball are, are such a coast. Yeah, coast league. E- even with the salary cap in basketball, it's you know. The Lakers are going to get big free agents. The, the cold weather cities don't tend to do as well in right. free free agency. So I guess I ha- even though this is the like I said the most exciting Buck season ever, just the fact that I still would say the NBA is my third favorite league of the three. Although Pete made some good points about why the NFL is becoming harder and harder to watch, I still have to put the NBA three. So the Bucks got to be three. Still loving the season. It's like our yeah, no, no. And that's the thing is like we still love our teams. This is a hard question. Beheading our team by all means doesn't mean we we are not watching them. Yeah. Right. So I love the Packers. Don't get me wrong. My my basement's full of Packers stuff. But it's just my recency biased. I I love watching Bucks games. Like an NBA league where the last time we were even relevant and we should have made the 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 finals and somebody didn't want to. So some magically Philadelphia. Yeah, Good. I guess. Magic, <laughs> magically. I'm a, I'm a Maybe they'll work in our magic this year, check, though. Maybe check the, check the free throw numbers I know. from I'm that such series. A, yeah. I, don't really, I don't really buy into too many conspiracy theories, but that was one that I, I that still hangs on me. Yeah. What about college teams? 
We, none of us picked a college team to even consider. I, I left the college teams out of this just because it, it makes it much more complicated. I did consider where I'd put Badgers basketball and Badgers football in all this, and it's tough. That might be a, a conversation for another day. Yeah. I just stuck with the the professional ones because yeah, I haven't I, I haven't I haven't watched much Badgers football cuz I just kind of like Pete said they're hard college college football stack again it's talking about stack deck. That it's especially hard, it's hard to watch. I haven't enjoyed a, a Badger team that much since like the JJ Watt Russell Wilson oh, I, crew. I still think about this on way too regular basis is J.J. Watt left after his junior year, and then the next year was Russell Wilson. I still just play the what if J.J. had stayed for his senior year. That, that would have been the Badgers' only chance because the Badgers haven't had a five-star recruit in like a decade. I know. And when you look at Ohio State, it's like five of six of them every year. It, yeah, the Badgers aren't going to beat Ohio State. It's, it's very rare. And this year shows that the Badgers had a bunch of injuries, well, we don't have four don't stars have depth, yeah. on the bench. We have two star, three star guys coming into play. Definitely, it's like a broken record. It's like you, you know they're gonna have a great running game. They're gonna have a good running back that they recruited a whole stable of them. Let's say two, three of them, and then ridiculous linemen. Yeah, like if, if you look at our, even our like some of our team members made first team All Big Ten. Yeah, it's like four of the five, right? It's like <laughs> it's like it's three O linemen <laughs> and Jonathan, and Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. So. Yeah, there you go. It's not that I don't like it's the same thing. It's not that I don't like them. I still follow along. I just I find myself missing more and more of those games and, and following up and watching the highlights later on. They're in a they're in a very frustrating spot of I'd say not this year, but maybe for the last like five or six years. They're about the best team in the country that can't win a national championship. Right. <laughs> like they're the top of the tier two teams that they're not gonna win a national championship, but they're gonna be very competitive which is and it's coaching very and, and program. Yeah. I, I, you have to admire them at least for that. Yeah. So before we move on, I just want to give a quick shout out. I, I had a few people at my place of employment that gave us good props and recommendation. Uh, they've been passing along. Um, but just want to give a quick shout out to them. Friend Dave out there, Joe and Zach, you guys really help push it. And even, even friend of the podcast, uncle, Unky Andy, there you go. Uh, also gave us a quick shout out. So Unky Andy Feature. also. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. So appreciate those guys. I'm hey. sure you guys got a bunch of people at your works and stuff and friends that also have tuned in. So appreciate you guys. So as you guys notice, on a weekly basis, we do get really good questions. So please send us your, your questions. Yeah, it makes, our life, makes, makes our life easy. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of helps us get a really good conversation on, on Wisconsin sports, I feel so. It go go right to our mailbag on our website, please. Yeah, it keeps Pete from having to sing too much, and then it yeah. keeps him I'm, from going yeah. down tangents. I miss and the singing. I got nothing right now. Not, my head goes blank when you when you ask <laughs> me. I'll try to pressure you. Got it. Got to in the future. Natural. So moving on, uh, in essence of time, I think there was some Brewers moves. Um, I think we want to talk a little bit more detail about some of that. We mentioned briefly uh, scope earlier. Didn't get tendered. Um, but I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that come next Wednesday because we want to really get into some Packers talk with the game coming up this week. Packers signed to the practice squad a guy named DeBeer. 
offensive lineman. That is name great. looked pretty great on the back. That of his is jersey, amazing. So. Da beer. Da beer. <laughs> so that is incredible. The only way the Packers could have a more perfect signing is if they signed Larry Quadruple Bypass. That would be, <laughs> right. be the only more Scotty name. Right. But I do love da beer. Da beer. I might have to get that jersey just for <laughs> yeah. to have it. <laughs> So I think we want to break down a little bit, each of us, to kind of talk about what what happened, what's gone wrong in 2018. It's just, it seems like we have a lot that each of us can kind of talk about. So I'm going to quickly touch on, though with all the things that have gone wrong so far, there is still playoff hope for this team, yeah. which is amazing. So this is kind of, I, I published a playoff guide just, just out on social media so you guys can reference along, but this is how the Packers can still sneak in and get a get a wild card spot. They have to win out, number one. So they still have to beat the Cardinals this weekend. They have to beat the Falcons, Bears, Jets, and Lions, I believe. Lions. Yes, Lions. <clears throat> Bears and Jets are road games. So then there's five opportunities that have to – we have to get one or four of the five of these these situations. Eagles need to lose at least one, which I think is entirely possible with that, with that, with that Eagles team, especially with the East. They still have to pay, play the Redskins, the Cowboys. They, I think the Rams is probably a loss. The Texans, they could probably easily lose to them, and then they have to try to beat the Redskins again. So all have to schedule do is, for them. Yeah, so they just have to lose one of those. So I think that's a possibility. Seahawks have to lose two. They have two divisional games against San Francisco. The Vikings, hopefully that may be a loss, but we need them to do something too later on. And then the Chiefs. So I think there's a possibility that they could lose two there. Panthers need to lose two. Their remaining schedule of the Buccaneers this week, Browns, Saints, I think Saints could take care of them, Falcons, and then the Saints again. So I think the Saints could at least Should beat them be twice. Interesting. Although the Saints losing to Dallas, that was an ugly game, so we'll see. And then the Redskins need to lose too, especially now um, without Alex Smith. Um, Colt McCoy looked okay, but they still, I mean, they get the Eagles, Giants, I think could be an interesting place to play, Jaguars could be tough, Titans, that could be tough, and then... I think any divisional team losing or winning two is hard. So even if they split the series with the Eagles, they have to end with the Eagles. So that could potentially happen. And the Vikings lose three, which I think is probably the least likely of the few. Yeah. But they got the Patriots this week, which is going to be tough for them. Seahawks are playing tough right now. Miami, not a pushover, but not a tough, tough play. Then two divisional games, Lions and Bears to end the season. That is not completely out of the realm of possibility i think the toughest thing is can this team even possibly win out no so it's in our own hands i guess at that point well let me ask are you guys cheering for the packers to make the playoffs are you still invested in a, a packers team getting to the playoffs this packers team i mean i'm i think i'm always invested in them making the playoffs i can't root against my team i i'm sorry i just can't I, it's just something I hate watching football without the Packers yeah. in the playoffs. I'm so used to it. So I think I'm still rooting for them to make it somehow. I think I'm emotionally numb to this at this point. I it's mean, true. I'm gonna be I'm yeah. gonna be somewhat excited if they win. I'm not gonna like you said, I'm not gonna cheer against them necessarily. But let's say they Lele and I can lose at home this weekend to the Cardinals. Is it, am I gonna be irate? No. <laughs> I mean yeah, I feel very apathetic to the whole Packers season at this point. I'm just I'm surprised how many people are still holding out hope. Just listening to like sports talk radio yeah. and reading stuff online, there are a lot of people who still think the Packers have a run the table, relax moment in them, which I find surprising. Like, have they they watched this team closely? The Packers, and even if they did make the playoffs, they'd be on the road 
to start the season. Right. They've lost their last eight road games. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you really want them to have to go into like Chicago or Dallas. But hey, Rogers said it's Chicago. That's that's a place they've won before. <laughs> that's true. He did he did make a little statement, but he just went literally like we have to win. We have to win. We have to win. Yeah. <laughs> we we have to win and we need some help. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We had some articles come out on the Packers, some pretty big articles, right. I feel. The Rogers article Sports um, Illustrated dropping bombs. Yeah, Rogers article and then uh Kaylin Kaler wrote a a really in depth article with some pretty good sources, I feel. So did you guys have a chance to read those? Yeah. Uh, a lot of the sports what like Wisconsin sports guys have been talking about this. What are your feelings on on some of these articles? The the Andy Benoit one was interesting. That one basically he broke down a lot of the uh game tape on Rogers. Yeah, like his execution on stuff. And he says, yeah, it's surprising at how much Rodgers is extending plays that don't need to be extended. That, that Sandlot style, right? Yeah, the design of the play actually gets guys open and he just ignores it. Right, that's kind of like interesting that you say that because Mac, we all are thinking like he hasn't involved, but in, in that article it says, it says how he has involved. Basically. Evolved, and he has changed from that spread offense that helps yes. Rodgers to a more tighter offense that should make it more easier for those wide receivers to get open. Yeah, the the Packers ran three times as much bunch formation in November as they did in September, yeah. and bunch formation is a staple of the Rams' offense. Mm-hmm. They like to try to confuse teams with if they're running or passing out of that. And Which kind of comes down to you love McVay, but he's kind of changed to McVay. Yeah, so, so I mean, <laughs> this is, I, I think this is still not a statement... I, I'm not going to go say that McCarthy's a bad coach. I'm not going to say that at all. I think he's actually a really good coach. I think he's smart. I think we, we've talked, I think we, in this group too, is Rodgers is super smart as well. Yeah. And I think the problem lies now is when you have your best player, the one who runs your offense, has no belief in your system, it doesn't matter what you do at this point. Yeah. You could you could probably bring in a brand new coach and he could run the exact same offense that McCarthy's running right now and I guarantee you'd be more successful. Yeah, just having a change of scenery, a different person talking to. I think we can all even elaborate with with our own children. I think my my son listens to Pete coaching more than than <laughs> yeah, he listens true. to me. We both coach baseball, so. and, and we have very similar coaching styles. We have similar beliefs, and we're trying to coach. But hearing it from a different person just means different things. And I, I just think they're at their point in both of their careers where it's just right. not. Things get stale. You've seen this happen before where coaches like Andy Reid, Tony Dungy, they switch teams after having success, and then they've gone on to have success Home somewhere else. Too. So, yeah, but I, I've seen IKE Packers, I believe, on Twitter. They they just tweeted out this morning uh, how the Saints have been, were 7-9 and nine for four years in a row, but you didn't yeah. see any articles. Well, there were articles out there that Breeze was maybe not going to get tendered again. So. Yeah. I don't know. I I kind of go back and forth because as much as those guys two those two guys butt heads a lot, I feel like that it's an interesting aspect of Ted and that's what that, that Kaylin Kaler brought up of how Ted really had a low tolerance for loud guys like Moss, Lynch and Gonzalez she mentioned and how we missed out on those trades because he has the final approval on all of this stuff. So guys like like Gudenkunst and and um Wolf, guys who have left this this uh, scouting scouting team uh, probably were, were frustrated because Ted they would do all this work for Ted and then he would be stubborn and not sign off on it because that guy was too loud. Where Wolf 
Ron Wolf back in the day, his his aspect was football first. We think of football first, and then we worry about everything. And the and that's why those those teams were really successful because you know what. They might have big personalities, but look at Brett Favre had a huge personality. Yeah, so we've even signed we even signed so, Andre Bad Moon Rising to right. make sure we so won the I Super Bowl. I just feel like like Ted set this team up bad, and he a lot of the scouts in the NFL. She mentioned how how they they said he didn't have a complete draft. You have Adams, you have Adams who Adams I think and Lindsey from the 2015 draft I believe. Who who were the only two left on this right. team? So they say how Murphy, uh, not Murphy, but um, Gudenkunz, this last draft had had a really complete draft. So I think you'll see the turnaround really quick on this team next year. They had a lot of injuries this year. Injuries, I, I don't know. And and Murphy, Murphy's year, yeah. a guy who's who said, so, and he makes the final decision on coach. He said, "I am not gonna make a coaching change just to make a coaching change. He's gonna evaluate these last five, five games and to make a good decision." So to your point, like, like some of the. And I'll get to where I think some of the roots of the cause of, of this kind of dysfunction has kind of led into the it isn't it's not I think we're getting it's coming to a head now in in 2018 2019 it, yeah. but it certainly hasn't started there and I think I'll allude to a little bit what you're kind of saying with Thompson he just didn't have it for the last couple of years and the fact that there was a Rob Demosky article even from last year where like it was reported out where like he relied heavily on Russ Ball to make a lot of decisions because he was like the money guy. Yeah, Russ Ball was the only guy he trusted. Actually. Yeah, so and and he he was really good in contracts, money, but he has no football background. And for him to make decisions, he's the one that made the decision on Micah Hyde. He made the decision on um, uh, Julius Peppers and things like that. And I think that's kind of part of the problem when he when Thompson wasn't on his game anymore, and you're relying on somebody. Yeah, it's great to have a salary guy, and that you need those people. But if you're trying to have him and you're ignoring he has no scouting background, has no player personnel background, they shouldn't be not making personnel decisions yeah. as far as like who to keep and who to let go. Yeah, so Ted's power, he just had too much power. And that's that's something that of course was addressed. We got rid of him, we got Gutenkunz. But then the how that, that power was for those those years, it seemed like Mac Mac kinda had to adjust to Ted and be just like him. So then it, it takes away the communication part, and then you have this disconnect where Kaiser and Boyle are the in-between between Rodgers and and Mac now. Yeah. Which, that was insane in that story. Like, I could not believe that they basically kind of don't talk to each other. Boyle and Kaiser have to watch Rodgers and kind of be that, no, Mac, don't worry, he made this change, this change, this change, so Mac doesn't go crazy. It seems like it's almost impossible to have success then when you're, quarterback and you're probably the two most important people for success of a football team are your head coach and your quarterback and when they're not on the same page and not yet and they want to it's like a terms like they said it's a competition in these articles they said it was basically it's basically a competition who's the smartest guy in the room so do you want to so who wants to hear my my side of it can i jump in and go ahead so i I have a little bit taken i don't know if Somebody give me a nod if if they're gonna have a similar opinion. But um, my big root cause of this whole thing is Mark Murphy. I think the root I think I the root cause of of this goes back to him. I think since he took over for for Harlan, um, he brought in a smart football guy in Ted, and at that time Ted was really good and that was fine. And I think the only mistake he really had or the first year he was um, like president of the team was the debacle handling of Favre. Like trying to pay him and bribe him off to not come back. That's true. Which is yeah. fine. I mean, I'll take that as, as growing pains. But I think that. he brought in Ted, and Ted had such success that he completely went hands-off on football. 
and wasn't hands-on enough to see like some of the things that were happening yeah. as Ted started to kind of not be, be Ted Thompson anymore. And he spent a lot more time worrying about, hey, I'm going to build like a Packers district and I'm going to do more of, of that thing. To the point now where now it was two years too late and he's like, no, I have to deal with, with Ted. So then they, when they actually brought in Gutenkunst, which I think is a good football guy, he actually did a complete restructure of the leadership organization right. where Gutenkunst still doesn't run football operations. He's basically like an assistant director of player personnel. Yeah. Like the head coach, him, and I think there's one other guy, all report straight to Murphy. Yeah, he basically is kind of a power grab. So, and I think he's like, because he saw silos happening or he talked about the silos, but that's your job. Like, you are the leader of this organization. If you see silos happening, I, I, I appreciate him trying to fix something, but the fact that he thought the way to fix it was to break down the hierarchy and structure and authority, like, this is based on authority, and now you've taken all that away. You stripped it all away. Kukunkus doesn't make football calls until it goes through Murphy. So... I think he has a lot to blame for this. I think if this is your job to run this team, I, I, I appreciate all the advancements they're doing in like the stadium stuff that they did, and they're trying to make it a, a year-round attraction, but this football team fell apart post-Super Bowl. Yeah. Little by little, and you can kind of see it, and, and part of it is that your job is to assess your personnel, and when you see some of the stuff that Ted was doing, and he made comments about how he could kind of see like making changes and things like that, but he didn't want to... He didn't want to hurt people's feelings, and he, the same thing with like the coach. I'm not just going to make a coach change to make a coaching change. Sometimes you have to make those difficult decisions, and I'm not sure he's a guy who can yeah. do it. I think one of the biggest mistakes they made is not firing McCarthy last year, and that's why we're in this mess right now is because they kind of half committed to a complete rebuild, cleaning house in the front office, except for McCarthy. It was odd that the GM goes, the offensive coordinator goes, defensive coordinator goes, some coaches go. If you're going to do that, you might as well just tell the GM you can find your own coach because they do all that, but then keep McCarthy as, oh, by the way, McCarthy's the only one who's safe. So right away that puts him on the hot seat is that we cleaned house, but we kept. But I think it comes down to where where Max had success. He's turned this team around a couple years. I mean, granted, Rodgers fixes a lot of issues with this team. Yeah. But. I think Mac's a great coach, and I think maybe it was like, okay, let's just try one more year. And you don't want to have a new coach come in and have this happen. So I don't know. But the, I don't know if that's necessarily but, was a bad idea. So you, so you make all those like personnel changes, and you have Russ Ball, Mike McCarthy, and Gutenkunst all report to you. So what is the point of having a GM then? Right. Like it, they it, all this, they all I, have equal voices. I mean, Brian. Like, I think Gutenkunst has a has a little bit of edge, but I mean, they all have equal opinion at that point. This is done in Pittsburgh too, so this is kind of a system that that Mark, Mark Murphy has uh, has kind of modeled it after. A lot a lot of different teams do this kind of kind of hierarchy. So it's not like it's not a proven thing. I mean, I don't I don't know what other teams. All I heard was was the Steelers. So uh, I'd have I just to think if you bring that, in a brand new GM and things like that, you'd want to have him make be able to make coaching calls right. and, and structure a team the way he wants to do it. Because now we're in this ugly situation of. McCarthy, it's past the point of no return. He's going to get fired, and he seems to know that, and it's just uncomfortable in press conferences. And well, even from an accountability perspective, so like Gutenkunz, if if the if the hard questions actually come, and Gutenkunz goes, well, it's not my call. Like it's not his call right now to fire McCarthy. Yeah, it's not because technically it isn't. Yeah, that's true. I I just think 
I, I like to defend Mac because I know he's a. I, th- I think he's a great coach. Yeah, I, I, I think he. Yes, he makes some stupid bonehead mis- decisions. Sure, yeah. Every, every coach does. He needs a timeout manager. But the problem is, and he needs somebody who can rescript second half. True. Right. That maybe you take away off offensive play calling. There's a lot of little things you can look at, but I think he has evolved. I think he has changed the offense. But when when you have Rodgers and such a big headed guy who who holds grudges for every little tiny thing, and he will he's like an elephant. He remembers everything. <laughs> yeah. He said you do if you still, tied his shoes wrong, he's gonna remember he's that. He's still mad about not getting on you. college offers from Division yeah. One schools. So I I really think it's it's a problem between them two being alpha males and. They can't. They can't communicate anymore. And as much as I want to keep Mac and Aaron, it's going to happen to be that it always is going to side on the player that you just signed for. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. How many millions of dollars? I forget the amount. But so Mac Mac yeah. is gone. He's gone. If he loses this week, being favored by fourteen, he's gone. So just, I I think you fire him if he loses <laughs> yeah. this week. But I, I, it's just come down to that. Like well, what? Thing, what do you do? There's nothing you can't. The the one the one last thing you can do is fire the coach. One thing that's interesting with Rodgers trying to, he always wants to extend the play. And obviously with Null Cobb and Allison, it's hard to do that when these, these rookies, rookies yeah. right. don't have rapport with him the way like Jordy Nelson did. But remember week one when he came back from that injury and he was just purely a pocket passer? Yeah. How just sharp he yeah. was? Yeah. It would I think be, he had to make the quick decision. It would be nice to see more of that again, but it's like he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be a pocket passer. He wants to always like, find room to scramble. That's why I think this offseason is going to be good for everyone. I think yeah. a, a fresh look for McCarthy, like, I agree with you. I think he's going to he's a good coach. I think he's going to have success in wherever he goes. There'll be plenty of opportunities. I think 13 teams in the NFL are going to be looking for head coaches come offseason. Yeah, the Browns get rumored a lot because Elliot Wolf is there. Then Right. I think, but I think equally on the same page, I mean, I'll, I'll go with Murphy's thing. Like, he's got to get this under control or trust the guy yeah. you brought in in place in GM. Let, let him kind of make a decision and kind of build the team. I mean, trust Gutenkunst to make decisions, but I think you're right. I think Rodgers has got to re- he's got to re- remake himself or redefine himself again this off season and and take a deep look at what he wants to be. He's in the, he's in the latter half of his career. Yeah. Those extending plays and athletic stuff that's great. I mean, but you have to reinvent yourself. You you see but, it with Brady. You see it with Breeze. They all reinvented themselves over. They all have chips on their shoulders. You just don't see like the turmoil and and some of this. Well, Rodgers has team. chips on chips on his shoulders too, just broken. Broken collarbones. <laughs> right. I, that's the thing too is how much this guy runs around. He he hasn't been healthy. Yeah, like he sure he's the he's really really good. He throws one interception a year, but the guy hasn't been healthy. This, if the knee injury, he's very lucky he didn't tear his ACL. Yeah, this seems to be like a healthiest Aaron Rodgers has been for like the last couple seasons. So hopefully, I don't know what else to explain for some of the stuff that he's been doing. This is the healthiest because he hasn't missed games, but he's still been banged up. He's basically right. he was limping around for the first. Got to change his that, that might be a healthier Rodgers, yeah. slightly banged up. Yeah. So I think we have we talked a lot about what's kind of happening. There's plenty of blame to go around. It's not just everything. Want, everything. Everybody kind of wants to point to McCarthy, but I think there's a lot of dysfunction kind of happening with this team. So I think I think we all need to be in a season of change for. For going forward, so. yeah. So if you haven't seen these articles, of course they're they're on SI, right? Uh, MMQB, I believe. Yeah, I think so we've been re- Kalen Kaler and I think we retweeted a few. I think I found one on the, on some. I had a good breakdown yeah. on some of the Murphy stuff, so I'll probably post yeah. that later. Um, but they, they're very good articles. Yeah, they're, they're going to very much de- a lot of detail on this team. So.
So like always, we find ourselves getting late in the in the podcast, but we have one more thing. It's a staple of, of our podcast throughout the weeks. So we have our weekly fantasy football challenge. So last week was the the Turkey Day showdown, which I won. Andy did win. Thanks to Mari Cooper. So we're going to do another quick draft here um, with all of us. Uh, what was the stipulations were noon games, but we have a little bit of a wrinkle we, we this time. We now added wrinkles every week to make it more interesting. This week's wrinkle is called Out with the Old, In with the New. <laughs> Ooh, what's that? You have to take a rookie quarterback. Oh, no. <laughs> noon game? Who was that? Mike, was this you or is this Pete? This was Pete. I think this, I was Pete. this was all Pete. I love this. Though. Mike, Mike I has hope a you lot get, more coming up, though. That since, really it, since this is your idea, I hope you get the worst rookie quarterback. We'll see. So we did random draft order, and I pick first. And I am going to take a rookie quarterback right away. I have to get one, Lamar Jackson. There That's my go. first pick of all That's the That's a good choice with there's, rookie quarterback this week. <laughs> there so. are 18 yeah. teams playing at noon, but there's only four rookies playing. Oh, no. So I... We randomized the order again for this week, and I got number two. And because I don't like this, but I love this segment, I'm going to make it really difficult for Pete, and I'm going to go Baker Mayfield oh, number two. Come on. I was wondering if you'd do that, take the other rookie, the obvious one. So Pete has to take one of the Joshes. And, and I think Baker Mayfield, one of the reasons I kind of picked him, I think this is since the firing of Hugh Jackson. Uh, seems more comfortable, huh? Seems more comfortable in the offense, but I think he's got a passer rating of over 100. Every game so far. Nice. Yeah. I think it's three games, but Le I'll take Baker. it. I'll take it. The Baker show. So now he's going to have like a 50. So, Pete, so what are you going to do? Since you guys took quarterbacks, I got to get the sure points. I got I, I am way behind. It's 10 6 to 2. I only have two points. I scored 30 points last time. So <laughs> I'm hoping that uh, I'm going to go running back, running back. I'm going to go Gurley and my boy McCaffrey. That's, Ooh, a, that's, nice. Are, that's, that's a, a nice There's some good matchups. So it's I, a good stable I, of running backs I, right there. I really hope they can get gather me a lot of points and cover for my crappy quarterback. <laughs> uh, so there's not a lot of – man, running backs get pretty dire with the with the noon games once you take <laughs> Gurley and McCaffrey off. I'll do, I'll do Saquon Barkley. Well, or Sanquan Barkley San for Quan those of you following along in the San podcast. Quan. Well – since you guys are, there's been a running back run, and running backs are so 2010. I'm just going to go wide receivers <laughs> and ignore them. I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins and I think Mr. Elite now. Devontae Adams has really become quite the receiver. Nice, nice pull. He's having, he's having himself quite a year. Yeah, so I'm going to take Hopkins and Adams. And Isn't he top five in most stats? Yeah. He's he, top 10 for sure, but easily. Oh. Andy, man. Andy's up. You got a quarterback and a running back. Man, what's not good. <sighs> Julio Jones. I'll go Julio Jones on this one. Julio. It's probably, probably a good choice. Did you get the Ravens defense? Yeah, you can't, but... choo- you can't choose Julio and just say Julio Jones. You got to go Julio. I did it too. So Pete. <laughs> All right, Pete, me. All right. Um, you get to save I, I your quarterback. I'm going to save my quarterback, obviously, like my last pick. So you're going to need wide receivers. It's tough with wide receivers. So I think I'm going to go OBJ, even though he, he probably has a really tough matchup. Chicago, yeah. i got to go OBJ. And then. Yeah, I was debating between OBJ and Julio. I think since it's only noon games, it gets even tougher. And we've already had the Saints Saints and, and uh, Dallas go. So. That was tough. Uh, 
I think I'm going to risk it and go MVS for the so Packers. All, like, the all-initial. Oh, all-initial team. Yeah, I, I, I think I have to go MVS because you never know what Patrick Peterson going to cover Adams, hopefully. So we'll see. All right. So that means Pete's wrapped up for wide receivers. Mike, you're also wrapped up for wide receivers. So that means the only way I can make life difficult for you, Mike, is to pick a running back. Probably where, right? Spencer Ware? Oh, oh he's a four o'clock. He's really afternoon, like, isn't he? Damn. Because yeah. I would have picked Tyreek Hill long before now. As we all know, Hunt had, had a rough day. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> if at all. Eesh. I'll I'll get myself a Packer. I'll go Aaron Jones as my, oh, my like, second running back. I like that. We all got Packers now. I just I can't stop talking Browns every week. I even need one on my fantasy team. <laughs> I got to take Chubb as one of my running backs. Chubby. And then... You're taking the Browns to the Super Bowl? I am all the way <laughs> in about five minutes. Uh, right <laughs> a lot of coffee. <laughs> we're, we're shooting in the morning. We got to have to get done with this. And then I'll take... I don't really want to have to cheer for him, David Johnson. But he's on my other fantasy team. Makes so, life simpler so for you. You could just watch him. one game then. Yeah. Go Adams and Johnson in that game. So that'll be good. So Baker Mayfield will throw a couple passes your way. A little chub to... Shoved a Baker Mayfield action. <laughs> All right, Andy, you're up. <laughs> uh, so I just need a wide receiver. Uh, I could go Landry to do a little Baker Mayfield to Landry connection. What do you think? Do I, don't it. Know. I have, do it. I have you, Landry what, on what my you, fantasy team. Oh, so then I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think I got top points last week. Don't don't do that. We oh. don't want to talk about my fantasy woes. I, I'm going to come short of the playoffs. I'll get a little piece of a very elite yardage-wise offense, Mike Evans, Tampa Bay. Oh, there you go. Elite. And now drum roll. Again, Pete with a drum roll of yeah. who we've all been waiting of the Shaq quarterback. Who's the shackiest of quarterbacks are you going to pick from? Josh Rosen or Josh Allen? So I can't pick I'm Josh. A, Josh I'm, Rosen has thrown an interception in like his last five games. Something like that. Oh, you don't that. think Josh Allen's equally capable of that? Josh Allen had a great week last week. He had like 26 fantasy points for our league. How's he going to do in the heat of Miami? I think he's going to heat it up. Oh, he's going to be the heat miser. He's not going to wither. <laughs> and I am picking Allen. Josh Allen of the Bills. All right. He will be the heat miser. Oh, man. And dominate the Dolphins. Could you sing some heat miser for us? I don't know the words. Okay. I'm Mr. <laughs> I don't green, remember. Green Christmas. Christmas. I'm Mr. Heat Sun. There you go. Well, we'll cut that out. No, that's staying. We'll, no, that's staying for sure. Hey, I'm editing. <laughs> hey, we, All right, so we, we got to keep our, up with the and still podcast. And still. That's why I don't have any mistakes. I edit them out. <laughs> now, you, now you guys know. Oh, <laughs> oh insight. All right. I'm going to get you next week. All right. Who do you got, Mike? Who's on your team? So I have Lamar Jackson at quarterback. I got Chubb and David Johnson at running back, and Hopkins and Devontae Adams at wide receiver. Too bad. I'm going to roll Baker Mayfield, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Julio Jones. I got the Jones back-to-back, little tandem, and then Mike Evans. I have Allen, Gurley McCaffrey as my running backs, OBJ and MVS as my wide receivers. I feel better this week. Acronym. Interesting. Mm. I, yeah, third is kind of a fun spot. It's a fun pick. spot. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, you feel, gotta feel good having Josh Allen at quarterback. I'll probably get like 20 points. 
<laughs> now you'll, you'll, you'll probably have. Can I just throw money into the table right now that I'm you, paying two thirds of the bill of you our will lobster dinner? You will probably. You'll probably have high points, and get two of those points from your quarterback. You, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that you sounds have right. To, you have to come up with sixty-seven cents, and I have to come up with thirty-three cents when we buy Andy something from the dollar man. Hey, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! McRibs are back. It is, it is my pick. You're gonna get McRib. It is my pick. No. I'm not picking lobster. McRib. One and s- one small fry. Please. Can you, okay, wait, can we'll, you at least we'll supersize in, it? All right, we'll throw in a shamrock shake. No. And a McRib. That's all you get. You're gonna I like how the you're rules gonna, you're change once I'm you're gonna take the Browns to the winning. Super Bowl all week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm a master at that. So hey, we didn't mention Bucks. Uh, Bucks have a game tonight against New York. They have a game next week against Detroit, and then they have some big ones: Warriors and and Raptors. So we will talk Bucks more Bucks next week. But we had a lot of Packers get out stuff of here. to go through. So we got to get out of here though. I got a five team money line parlay. <laughs> we got to get start. on this. Yeah, you better get going. Mike's got to show me how to do this. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. Mailbag, keep it up. You guys have been awesome. Really appreciate it. Got some really good uh, questions coming in, so keep that coming. Questionable to return. Questionable to return.com slash mailbag. Added a couple helpful links on the side there, so hopefully it makes it a little bit easier to find it. Um, but keep that up. Social media, we're, we're kind of trying to keep pushing out content. Blasting on Twitter. So find us out there. Tweet at us. Feel free to like us, share us. Facebook.com slash questionable to return. Twitter at Q2 return. Us personally, you can go to myself at Andy Nightman. You can find me at Mike R. Daly. You can find me at P. Cozy Jr. So keep up the five star reviews. Like us, share us, tell a friend. But until next time, questionable to return, we're out. Goodbye, everybody. Go Northwestern. <laughs>